Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. You cannot deny that basketball is clearly back. IU beating Purdue, the number one team in the nation. You also can't deny that Trace Jackson Davis is turning heads everywhere that man goes. Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins us right now from 93.5-1075. The fan, the voice of sports in central Indiana, if not the country. Um, First of all, absolutely spectacular game. Uh, secondly, huge, huge win. And number three, if I could, I'm still not worried about Purdue at all. Uh, talk me through what you saw from this game. No, what you saw was at the beginning, Tony, you saw just an incredible defensive effort by IU. They were suffocating at the beginning of that game. And, Tony, that kind of set the tone, I thought, for at least the remainder of the first half when they got out to that big lead. But I think what you also saw, Tony, in that game was kind of a reversal of fortune. And we, we've been talking about this for a while with IU, with Trace Jackson Davis needing support, needing offensive help. And he got that, not just in the game, but certainly when they got out to that lead in the first half, he was getting that offensive support. But then you flipped the script on it, Tony. And who did not get the offensive support? It was Zach Eady and Purdue. I mean, Zach Eady goes for incredible numbers and really got no offensive help whatsoever. And you combine that in the first half with the turnovers, the missed free throws. I thought Matt Painter talked it, and it really hit it right on the mark after the game. You look back at that first half, and that's really what helped lose them the game. It kind of got them too buried to dig up out of it. They were close in the second half. But, man, you're right about the atmosphere. The atmosphere, the rivalry – and it really sets the stage for a can't wait later on this month when the two teams meet again in West Lafayette. Which is going to have a much different feel, right? That's going to be a yeah, much no different feeling yeah. game than uh, than what we may have experienced. But go back uh, to uh, the, the IU-Purdue uh, game uh, there. Um, IU had 50 in the first half. IU had 29. In the second half. That says to me that Purdue did a pretty good job of figuring things out regarding what they were doing wrong. I'm wrong about that? No, no, Tony. You're absolutely right. That's what Matt Painter does. He's going to do a good job of figuring that out. But it's what we've talked about all the time with this IU team. And I actually talked to Tracy Jackson Davis on my show about it on Thursday. It's, It's about getting help. And he trusts his guys. But this team is so much better. This offense is clicking at its highest level when others are supporting him, and they were. They were scoring. They were hitting outside shots. That hinders how Matt Painter, in this case, tries to double down each and every time on trades. You know, now you're kind of halfway in between believing that, well, on their home court, you know, like Tamar Bates are going to knock down open shots. Trey Galloway is going to knock down open shots. It really does mess up and 
then all of a sudden gives you the opportunity to play offensively at the highest level as possible. So, yeah, that's what you saw. You saw a team with its best player getting offensive support that you don't often see. Now, you do at home, and that's going to be the case. This team on the road, can you get that type of support offensively for Trace on the road? Few and far between this season, and we'll see if they figured anything out after this past Saturday's win, Tony. Talking to JMV from 93.5107.5 The Fan right here in Indianapolis. You take a look at the bench play uh, from uh, from these two teams, and you talk about getting that support. Uh, 11, 14, 17 points off the bench uh, for uh, Purdue, and then you had uh, 15 points off the bench from IU. You need more than that from uh, these guys. I mean, you got guys who are playing 15 minutes. Um, do you need more than than five points from, let's say, someone like Gillis uh, uh, of Purdue? Do you need more than four points from someone, uh, or actually eight points uh, from someone like uh, Bates uh, uh, in, coming off the bench? I'm sorry, it was Bates had three points coming off the bench. You need more than that, don't you? Yeah, you do. I mean, you you do. Uh, they just they need. You have two of the best players in the country in college basketball, and they need support. I mean, and it's not like these guys are going to be taken away. These guys are going to go out there and get theirs. But for these two teams to be at their best, and we have seen that with Purdue. That has not been an issue with Purdue. I think what ultimately Tony got Purdue was that first half with the turnovers and the missed free throws. That was so uncharacteristic of this Boilermaker team. Uh, Those are things they got figured out in the second half. But they both need certainly a higher level of offensive support. They have the two best players going in the land right now. I don't think there's any question about that, but that support for both has to be there. And if you're Purdue, I mean, you just got to kind of forget about that first half to where you played again, a very uncharacteristic brand of Boilermaker basketball that we haven't seen all season long, but you also have to give credit where credit is due. And I thought IU, their start defensively, their start with that home crowd, which was juiced up beyond belief. I think that they put the Boilermakers in that first half position with their high level of play. And it's just, it, it's weird to watch a team that can lose to Maryland the way they did, then come out and play Purdue the way they did. They're back up against Rutgers this week, and they never do, well, I should say it's Purdue that never does well against Rutgers. Uh, Michigan, Northwestern, they both are, are dealing with the same teams as they go forward. Heading back to that 25th game there at Mackey Arena, um, I got to assume that there that this is much more than whether or not you know where they're going to get seeded in the Big Ten tournament, how that's going to play out. Uh, this game on on the 25th for Purdue is much more about vengeance than anything else. No, no, no. There, well, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the rivalry thing. I mean, when you think about it, IU got that win Saturday afternoon over Purdue and Bloomington, and then the women beat Purdue soundly yesterday up in West Lafayette. Very soundly. I mean, there's, yeah, there's all that back and forth tone that we got going on right now, too, and that's that's what makes it so special. And it's it's been few and far between, and mostly because IU has been few and far between in recent history. That was the first time in a while where we really saw the level of competition match the level of rivalry from both fan bases there. And it felt really good. I mean, honestly, it did. And it's not so much coming from an IU person or a Purdue person. It just felt good that the rivalry on both sides and high levels of play 
also coincided with it. And frankly, it's been all Purdue here most recently, and IU's kind of jumping on board with it. So, yeah, once we get to the 25th in February at Mackey Arena, it's probably going to be much different, but the rivalry is going to be the same. And for that, made Saturday so much more fun, Tony. It really did. Before I let you go, I only got a, a minute here. Kyrie yeah. Irving traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, all the drama that goes along with him. You you like this trade? You don't like this trade? What's your take? No, I, well, for me, no, because I wouldn't want that guy anywhere near my team. I mean, he's a team destroyer. Uh, at some point, he's going to get tired of what he's doing, and he's going to flake out, and he's going to wreck your franchise. And he's done that, you know, kind of left. He's left uh, miserable natures in his wake, Tony, he has. Now, I will say this, Luka Doncic and the possibility of Kyrie Irving, because that's what they wanted in Dallas, was to pair Luka with another star. That's what they did. But this guy's different. This guy is more of a team wrecker than he is anything else, and that's what we've seen. JMV, appreciate you taking the time to be with us. 93.5, 107.5, the fan. As always, thank you on the drive, Hubler.com hotline.